Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live on this Thursday morning, the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. What a beautiful feast. Totally. And uh, it seems providential that we are joined back to back uh, by two lovely priests wow. on the, on this feast day. Super. I just thought, yeah, it's wonderful what the All Holy Spirit does, right? I know we're so blessed. <laughs> uh, so in this segment, we are live at Queen of Peace with the pastor of Queen of Peace, Monsignor Tom Rector. Father, how are you today? I'm well this morning. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's I agree with you. It's a fabulous feast. It's beautiful. And uh, having having the privilege of being able to study over in the eternal city for four mm, years yeah this is such a huge feast in rome yeah um and our what our high schoolers are- yes yeah kelly and i's hearts a little bit of us are in rome and we're going to get to that oh, later yes. both of our daughters that's right are over there and so um still uh, thinking about them and hoping that they're just really enjoying this beautiful feast day it's their last day in in the holy city and then they'll be returning tomorrow already so it's it's just really special to have that connection knowing what a big deal it is over there so and that they're celebrated together Mm -hmm. Mm. yes i mean when you think of like the Mm. ultimate duo right uh, it's it's Saints Peter and Paul. Uh, yeah, just incredible, just incredible. Well, here at at the parish, Monsignor, just recently, this past weekend, mm-hmm. matter of fact, yes. um, uh, you're maybe still recovering from the festivities. <laughs> um, uh, the Queen of Peace celebrated their fiftieth anniversary as a parish, which is a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, um, but you guys are the baby parish. That's right. In town, you know, and so to kind of put that in perspective too of uh, of our faith. So um, tell us a little bit about um, how the parish and and the community celebrated this wonderful anniversary that you guys just had. Yeah, as you say, fifty years, um, and uh, the youngest parish in Dickinson. So we were uh, founded right uh, June twenty third, nineteen seventy three. Uh, and, uh, so for years and years, uh, there were three parishes in Dickinson. Mm -hmm. As you know, both of you employed at Trinity Catholic schools. (laughs) Uh, the reason it got the name Trinity, obviously because of God himself, almighty God, three persons, but the pastor's. Uh, wanted to to connect that threeness mm-hmm. with the fact that there were in 1961 when Trinity Catholic Schools started there were only three parishes because Queen of Peace had not yet been built it would be only built 12 years after mm-hmm. but then um, immediately became friends uh, our our I should say, depended on the friendship of Trinity Catholic Schools. And so for the first 10 years, um, everything happened over at the Trinity Trinity Auditorium. Mm -hmm. You probably remember going to Mass there. I was baptized in the the old chapel at at Trinity High School, which later in life became my math and religion classroom. (laughs) Amazing. So that's where I was baptized, yeah, in 1980. Amazing. Yeah, so I do. I remember it well. I remember, yeah, I do. It, I can't even believe that. It just seems surreal. <laughs> yeah. It seems surreal. But that, uh, that's beautiful. Fifty years. So, so to celebrate, to celebrate, we uh, had a two-day celebration. Yeah. We planned uh, um, uh, basically two big events. Um, the first was Friday, June twenty-third, the actual fifty-year mm-hmm. anniversary, um, and uh, we just had uh, a humble sort of 
uh, gathering, wanting to get people together and just have uh, a, a nice time together. Unfortunately, the weather was a bit inclement, so we yeah. weren't able to be outside, um, and we moved everything over to uh, Trinity uh, High School, which saved us again 50 years after. <laughs> It seems kind of fitting after you know after the reflecting on that past you know after there of like exactly. that's where you it began and then you were back there you know for that so for our, our listeners that might not be familiar with the Dickinson area it's literally just like across the parking lot yeah. right the, yeah the mm-hmm. the junior high high school um, of course you've got a preschool literally out your door yeah. um, but Trinity and Queen of Peace are there's a lot of partnering that has gone on over the years both mm-hmm. both ways you yeah. know so Next door neighbors. Yeah, so maybe a little bit providential there that, that the gathering <laughs> ended up at the school. So, so we planned on having this. Uh, uh, all the we brought in a bunch of inflatables, mm-hmm. um, as many as we could find in the sort of tri-state area, <laughs> <laughs> and then an outdoor movie night. Yes. Um, and with with just uh, some adult uh, beverages, a uh, beer garden, etc. So we moved uh, all of them into the Trinity Gym. It looked like an amusement. So it was full of kids running around Mm -hmm. through the um, bounce houses and obstacle courses and all that stuff. And uh, the uh, adults were able to enjoy uh, a nice social time having a cold beer, uh, chatting with one another, some popcorn and some uh, just some nice music. Mm -hmm. But the big event was Saturday. Uh, June 24th, Bishop Kagan and his generosity came out, celebrated Mass for us. Um, we sent out letters inviting all the former clergy and uh, many former staff members back to come and celebrate with us. And we were so pleased with how many people responded. So we had a nice crowd for, it was, I don't know, 550, 600 people for Mass. Um, it was so uh, special. Uh, Bishop Kagan preached uh, beautifully on the centrality of the Eucharist to a parish and to uh, an individual, a friend of Jesus. Um, but one of the one of the great highlights was Father Kautzman, the second and beloved pastor, who served here from 1988 to 2000. Wow! Um, and so I think would have baptized Father Holcalter. Mm-hmm. Kelly's a brother mm-hmm. um, would have baptized him, and um, so he was here. He's the eldest priest in the diocese. Oh, nice! As well, he's ninety-three, mm. and he he came and not only attended but can celebrated. Beautiful. And so at the end of mass, uh, the the people gave him a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. It's it very beautiful. The uh, longest serving employee in the history of, of Queen of Peace uh, was present uh, as well as she is every week, Rosemary Riesinger. She was the parish secretary from 1979 to 2001. Wow. Yeah. And so it's just beautiful bringing all those people back, yes. all these giants that uh, we stand on the shoulders upon right now. Um, many of the, the deacons who had served here so well, Steve Brannon and Chris Ringwall and uh, all these people. Mm -hmm. And so we had a wonderful time. The the mass was beautiful. And then we made our way over to Trinity Gym again for uh, 
beautifully catered meal uh -huh. and live music. So we brought in a couple of bands, uh, a local band, uh, a person here, Jason Jacobs, uh, brings a, a wonderful group yes. together. Yeah, they're fabulous to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, and then we brought in, you, you might meet, be familiar with the Rains, mm -hmm. R-A-Y-N-E-S. Mm -hmm. And so they played from 7 to 10. Uh, and so it was, a, yeah, about, uh, I think we served 400 meals, something like that. Great. Uh, yeah, the spirit was just so uh, so beautiful. Um, I I couldn't be more happy with the Saturday event and all the the people that showed up. We also had our beautiful um, uh, sisters, Mexican sisters, who serve here. Um, now that uh, Spanish ministry is happening here at uh, Queen of Peace, mm -hmm. we inherited it in October, and we just love the Hispanic ministry here. Father Grant Dvorak's doing extremely uh, fine job mm -hmm. uh, with all the people, the Hispanic people coming. Uh, and the sisters, two sisters who live in Williston, but they serve the Hispanic communities throughout our diocese, oh, come okay. down here every Friday. Okay. And they were present, so I got to introduce them to, uh, to the whole community. And, lovely. And, yeah, yeah, it's very lovely. Mm. We also had... Um, uh, some young women, uh, uh, Hispanic women, uh, dance in uh, their traditional dance. Yeah. Also Saturday, in between when in between bands, and mm -hmm. so that was a nice uh, touch to to really incorporate them and and to cel celebrate them mm -hmm. in in uh, the parish. There's been such an evolution, and, and and right, this is true in in any parish. By God's grace, it happens. But an evolution in parish life from when it starts to when yeah. it celebrates major milestones. And Queen of Peace is in the midst of major evolutions. I mean, we're sitting in an evolution, right, in the gathering space here, which has been, been redone and, and has a lovely picture of Our Lady, Queen of Peace, or a lovely, a lovely statue. Um, but it's not just bricks and mortar that causes evolution, right? There's something in the people that causes things to happen and something is happening in the people here with Adoration Chapel. Can you talk to us about that? Because it's amazing. I, I would love to, uh, Kelly, if I could just back up one step from that and, and get yeah. to that. But you're right. Um, I think, uh, so, so you always, at, at these milestones, you always celebrate the past, but it's also about um, what's going on now and springboarding into the future, and I'm so I'm so pleased with uh, where we're at and the the bright future ahead. And it's always about people, right? In 50 years, in 50 years, uh, Queen of Peace has not had a fully a parishioner who has become a fully professed sister. Uh, to our knowledge, we did our research, mm -hmm. and I and I'm quite sure that's uh, true. Uh, I I uh, I apologize if it's not, but now um, Morgan Ailis, uh, a sweet young woman here in uh, our parish, who in fact was the uh, student of the year for the entire University of Mary, mm -hmm. has been accepted by the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus, mm -hmm. and so she's going to be entering that community in August. Just a nice sort of personification mm. of new things happening at Queen of Peace. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, just beautiful. Um, Monsignor, let's hold that thought and come back to your beautiful mm-hmm. new um, Adoration Chapel and all that that means for the parish and the community. Uh, when we come back, uh, listeners, stay with us. We'll be back right after a quick break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo De Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Searching for someone. We are asking... Where do I find standards to live by? On whom can I rely? To whom shall I entrust myself? Where is the one who can offer me the response capable of satisfying my heart's deepest desires? Asking such questions means searching for someone who can neither deceive nor be deceived and who therefore can offer a certainty so solid that we can live for it and, if need be, even die for it. Dear friends, when questions like these appear on the horizon of life, we must be able to make the necessary choices. It is like finding ourselves at a crossroads. Which direction do we take? The one prompted by the passions or the one indicated by the star which shines in your conscience? The Magi heard the answer in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and enlightened by these words, they chose to press forward to the very end. From Jerusalem they went on to Bethlehem, In other words, they went from the word which showed them where to find the king of the Jews to whom they were seeking all the way to the end, to an encounter with the king who was at the same time the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Those words are also spoken for us. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us, dear listeners, as we come to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota, on this beautiful solemnity, the Feast of St. Peter and Paul. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host Kelly Schneider, and we are coming to you from Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson with the pastor of the parish, Monsignor Tom Richter, and we're visiting about how they just celebrated a big milestone, 50 years as a parish, but that they're still the baby parish in Dickinson, Um, but so much happening, Monsignor, just in the past year. Um, and so let's just get right back into it. Of We were talking before about, you know, religious orders and yeah. the Hispanic ministry yeah. and the renovations of the church, which one of that is a brand new adoration chapel, which is just beautiful in the timing of as we're celebrating in the Universal Church, the Eucharistic Renewal. Exactly. So in celebrating 50 years, right, you're celebrating the old, but also uh, the... Uh, 
the new mm-hmm. and uh, the new growth and what's happening in the in the bright future. And we're just at Queen of Peace. We're in awe with what God has done just in these last couple of years. Huh? I mentioned Morgan Alis joining the the uh, Handmaids, but even just last year the Handmaids uh, came in. So we have a new religious order here in town. Focus missionaries are co- have come. They're arriving at DSU. Yes, at DSU. I. I was praying for, hoping, I said, gee, just in the next 10 years. Yeah. Well, they're, they're here. It's, a, it's an amazing, it's amazing thing. Yeah. Two years ago, nothing was happening on, uh, for campus ministry at Dickinson right. State yeah. University. Or Deacon Ryan Martyray, he was here with me as a seminarian. He started this, uh, this uh, work there on campus along with uh, Jillian Kubik, who did such great work. And now we have, now we have focus. Uh, amazing. We have uh, the Hispanic ministry and these two wonderful uh, sisters who are coming. Um, and we just built a school just, uh, just south Literally of the parking, in your parking lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just on the edge. I can see it out the door. And, and, and the best thing about it is Trinity's paying for the whole thing. Right. So it's it's yeah. the best <laughs> of both worlds. Yeah. So all kinds of this new, beautiful uh, stuff happening. We're so pleased and happy. But what is ever ancient and ever new, what's the, mm. what's the alpha and the omega, the source and the summit, is always Christ in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. He is always the life of the church. He is, he is always what the church is about. And so, uh, so pleased that our bishops have declared this uh, Eucharistic revival. And it just so happened that like (laughs) the week before we celebrated our 50th anniversary uh, was when the parish phase of the National Eucharistic Revival happened. Oh. So this very month in June is when the the first year was diocesan. Sure. The second year is parish phase, and then it uh, the, then the national uh, pilgrimage uh, to, what to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it all kind of came together. It all came together with uh, being able to celebrate our fiftieth anniversary, all gelling together with uh, also um, really having some sort of vision in celebrating the Eucharistic revival on a parish level. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we decided uh, in celebrating our 50th anniversary and the newness of that, um, as well as, okay, what are we going to do for uh, the Eucharistic Revival? We thought uh, everything um, would just come together nicely by doing a renovation of our Adoration Chapel, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest temporal assets Queen of Peace Parish has. Um, the parking lot <laughs> and and the adoration chapel. Hey, and and I laugh about the parking lot, but oh, wow, with 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 these last two winters of all this snow, yeah, mm-hmm. having a big parking lot where people don't have to park on the street, oh yeah, has just been a, a great lifesaver <laughs> for for people be able to come to to mass here. Anyway. We have, we have uh, ladies, what I think is one of the greatest assets of, of this parish, and that is not only an bl- uh, adoration chapel, but an, uh, an adoration chapel that is freestanding uh, under the same roof, but totally 
um, separated from the main body of the church mm-hmm. by two, two sets of doors on each side, by a hallway and double walls. In other words, and then in our renovation, we had uh, soundproofing everywhere. Um, soundproofing in the ceiling, soundproofing in the walls, to where you could have you could have a Christmas concert going on in the main body of the church, and people being in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel in silent prayer. Mm-hmm. And so, most uh, most parishes that have adoration, every time something happens in the church, whether it's a funeral, whether it's mass, whether it's choir practice. Um, whether it's cleaning, they have to stop adoration. Repose, yeah. They have to repose, expose, mm-hmm. repose, expose. We have our own separate uh, space. And so I thought well, we decided to take advantage of that. So we just did, uh, it's about a quarter of a million dollar uh, renovation. And we're so pleased with uh, how it's turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be done here in a couple of weeks. Uh, the stained glass windows are going to be arriving uh, here in a couple of weeks. And then we just have a couple of minor other things uh, to do. But um, then uh, then we're going to be ready to go and start adoration back there. It's been in the main body of the church now mm-hmm. since we've begun this, uh, begun this renovation. We're so pleased with uh, how it looks. It's incredibly prayerful. Uh, one, of the, one of the major elements of it... Um, and it, this <laughs> this um, is because of the experience I've had of pilgrims in Rome. Mm-hmm. So taking people to Rome and and and, and experiencing their the response of pilgrims when they go to Santa Croce in Jerusalem, where you have all the um, relics of the cross um, and the and the passion. Off to the side is a room with the shroud of Turin lit up glowing and mm-hmm. i have just found so many people in our diocese go into that room uh they're not familiar with the shroud of turin mm-hmm. i stand there and explain and they're just profoundly moved mm-hmm. and so um after talking to people after talking to my good staff um and seeing my staff's reaction to it as well and talking to uh, Bishop Kagan, we decided one of the main features in the chapel is on the back wall. Instead of Stations of the Cross, we have an encased, backlit, full-size replica of the Shroud of Turin. (laughs) So so, um, you walk in, and the Shroud of Turin is backlit, with Beautiful. a light glow. Mm. And so now you have the image of the crucified body of Christ who has done this for me. And then uh, you turn around and on the altar is uh, the Eucharist, the living, the living body of Christ for us. So um, I'm thinking that's going to, uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, something that moves the heart to, to want to adore Jesus. That's beautiful. And um, speaking of like movement of the Holy Spirit, like um, we talked about on the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, we have, you know, two priests up right away. Um, power hitters in your own regard and, and just been mm-hmm. fabulous guests. But our next guest after this is going to be speaking about the Shroud of Turin. Oh, nice. The next, <laughs> the next guest we have on. So I was like, Fantastic. nice work, Holy Spirit. Nice work. Yes. Right? That's uh, just that beautiful connection, you know, that 
that is uh, that, and just that constant too, as you were speaking, Monsignor, you know, that constant growth of the parish, but of our of our faith life too. In the last segment, Father Wilhelm was talking about how we have to continue growing and learning in our faith life, and this constant evolution, as you said, yes. Kelly, of mm-hmm. of the not only the parish but the parishioners and what that means mm-hmm. for the community. Um, so very exciting to hear about everything that's going on, but also to think of. What more is God going to do? That's like, right. what's going to come in the next fifty years? You know, with with the fruits that will surely come yes. from the Adoration Chapel, from the Eucharistic Adoration, and yeah. in in the life of the sisters that we now have, and in many regards, and all these other things that are starting, um, it's just exciting to think of like what will the future look like? And really too, don't you feel? Um, and I think this is true. This is true in other communities, but. I, I, being being here and living here and being from here, what what's happening at Queen of Peace is happening sure in this parish, but but it's for the greater good and the greater community. And mm-hmm. and I feel like like the Irish, it's there's not a qualification. Right. There's not a qualification any of us from any of our good parishes and the surrounding communities. This is for the Universal Church for sure, and that's that's a gift. Like we're here to share. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah, and the beautiful, two of the people that came together for the anniversary, it was a very community-wide totally. event and celebration. And so, uh, Monsignor Rector, as always, we need more time with you because I hear the music and we have to go to break. <laughs> uh, and listeners, we hope that you will stay with us as we talk more about the Shroud of Turin uh, and also Monsignor, or Father Richter, uh, Jerome Richter, Mr. Richter, <laughs> at the end about the Rome pilgrimage and uh, the solemnity that's going on today, Saints Peter and Paul. So stay with us. Lots okay. going on. Thanks for having me, you guys.